Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after, <laughs> forever and ever. No. No. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story, and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Well, hello. Hello there. Welcome to episode 178 of the New Truth Podcast, the truth about conscious relationships. Hmm, this is a big one. Um, and we've been pretty jazzed about this topic for a while. Catherine and I have a lot of opinions. I spent many years waiting for a conscious man to fall into my lap. And yeah, we have a few things to say about it. You want to start? I always do that. I, I start do and then that. I'm like, you go. You have things to say too. The, the conscious relationship is the new fairy tale. Somebody has to say it. It's the new fairy tale. It's the new ultimate desire of everything, right? Like you, I want to even, I love what you just said, right? Waiting for a conscious man to fall into my lap. Like I want a conscious relationship. I want a conscious man. I want a conscious man, which is the same thing as saying I want a knight in shining armor or a prince. And the, the thing that bothers me about this is it's still making relationship a goal. Yeah. Right? Like that, that's also why it's the fairy tales because there's this goal of something rather than as someone who has now been in a relationship for nine fucking years, the longest relationship of my life, every relationship before Andrew only lasted one year. There is no hierarchy place to arrive in. Like there, there is no perfect place of where you never fight or you never have disagreements. Or you're always on the same page and the thing that's really painful for me around conscious relationship is we're missing the humanity yeah. of people. And then worse, women don't know what to look for around an actual supportive, warm, loving, thoughtful, generous, kind partner that can create just a healthy relationship. Like I want healthy to be the, the, the base standard, not the moment you make it better, best, more wonderful of anything, you're, you've now eliminated imperfection and humanity and compassion and just the freaking truth about being human. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many things that feel like wrong about this, but definitely the, what I said earlier about like waiting for a conscious man to fall into my lap, there was this idea and you're right. It's the fan. It was the fairy tale. It was the new version of, I want a man, like what that looked like for me. First of all, like, what does the word even fucking mean? It's such an overused word that's, I think, mostly yeah. used by the ego. You know, when I think of what I wanted before, my attention was where? It was on the man. It wasn't on me and myself. It was on... I want a man who's basically enlightened, who's going to workshops and working on himself and, and, you know, has done the deeper work and isn't a brotherhood and da, 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 and all this stuff. And it was like, um, 
actually what happened was it was when I left my five-year relationship with Charlie and I was on the personal development path and I was new to it. And this is a very normal part of the personal development journey as you, you start to like your ego will start to get a hold of everything you learn and trick itself, trick you into thinking it's your spiritual self or your conscious self, but it's actually just the ego disguised in a different costume. Yeah. So I remember being like, oh, Charlie's not right for me because he's not conscious. And I just want a man who's deep and conscious and self-aware and spiritual and just, you know, has this, um, what all, all of these things. So I had this big fairy tale, still the focus was on the other person. So again, wrong focus. And I attracted this man who I worked with and he was all of those things on his own path, spiritual, personal development, went to many workshops, knew himself intimately. And our relationship was so serious and deep that it literally, I was drowning. I'm a very light person. And I was like, we were processing like all day long for like three months. And eventually I left on a trip to California and I came back so happy because I just got to feel myself again and the sun again and the joy again. (laughs) And I came back and I was like, yeah, this isn't going to work. This is too, you know, too serious for me. Like I thought I wanted a really deep relationship and a deep connection, but like, I'm like becoming depressed, processing so much. It just feels horrible. And I think you're an amazing man, but just is not feeling right. And he was like, yeah, I think we should like go to comedy clubs and, you know, lighten up. And I was like, no, not fabricated lightness. Like this is just not going to work for me. And that shattered that fantasy for me because I realized that I've been chasing this, this idea Mm -hmm. and it was still the same thing. It's this idea that once I have this thing outside of myself, that I'm going to feel all of these things. And I, I fast forward, that would have been in my early thirties, like 31 or so that was like over 10 years ago. And I fast forward to now, and it's like, you're the more you deepen in relationship with yourself and, and, you know, all of the things we talk about every week on every freaking podcast episode. And the more you have a healthy relationship, like you said, with yourself and with everybody in your life, you learn what that even means to have a healthy relationship and to communicate honestly and openly and vulnerably and to know what you're feeling and to be in relationship to your feelings and to listen to yourself and to know how to have boundaries and how to speak your truth. And like when you have a healthy relationship with yourself, naturally, you're just going to attract people who, who you will have healthy, meaningful relationships with. You'll attract where you're at. So where you're at is like, that's a reflection of what you attract, but it just becomes comes this big grandiose thing. And I think there's so many people out there now teaching conscious relationship and they're couples and they're teaching it from such a fantasy. Like the messaging is so fantasy. It's like, you want this thing. Look, we're, we're, we have this conscious, deep, meaningful relationship and we process together. We meditate together. We do ayahuasca together and look how perfect we are. And they're, they're really painting the exact same fucking fantasy story of the fairy tale of what a relationship is not. And many of them have been in a relationship for like a year and they're- Oh God, don't get me started on yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> claiming to know like what it what it even means. Like co- what consciousness actually means is just being intentional and present to what's happening right here and right now. Being awake to what you're saying and doing. That's what it means. It's not this big grandiose fancy, fancy thing. And it means choice. Right. It means I'm self-aware enough to know the difference between my old wounded patterns or my ego running the show or my automatic responses and instead can make the choice to be present, intentional, open hearted. And most people are 
just having autom automatic responses to all of their life. And then this is automatic too. Well, this person says conscious relationship is the goal. So, okay, that's the goal rather. And it's funny. I never said to myself, I want a conscious. Like that, that wasn't even what I fucking said to myself when I started dating and thinking about what I wanted. I didn't have a list. I had a vision for the kind of life I wanted to lead. And the thing that really, I mean, I, I recently, I'm trying not to go on a soapbox about this right now, but I just still am so passionate about and and devastated by the fact that abusive relationship is still a thing. Like it's, it's 2023 and the levels of domestic violence, sexual violence, emotional abuse, it's rampant still. And I, there's many, many reasons for that, but consciousness and emotional intelligence means instead of saying, oh, we do these things together. Cause this was my, I mean, Jamie was in my mystery school with me. We did meditate. We went to yoga workshops. We did yoga classes together. We were watching fucking personal development videos together on Friday nights. Like it was, it means sick. Um, and all of that kept the focus off how much my heart was hurting, right? How misattuned I felt on a daily basis, how dismissed of my emotional well-being, I felt because we could get high on those things that we were doing together. Mm. And the number one thing to pay attention to as a woman, which we miss, right, is how you're being treated. Right. And and with the goal of conscious relationship, we make it everything you just said. We make it about who the man is, right? He has all these things, he does all these things rather than how is he with my heart and how am I with his. And most men who are on those, all doing all those workshops are actually not connected to their heart at all because it's all yeah. ego saying, look at me. I'm so great that I do all these workshops and no, and how many more times would you say it, right? No matter what the pictures are on social media, no one can escape their humanity. Yeah. And in nine years, Andrew and I have been through him getting sick for three years Okay. The sudden and tragic loss of his mother, right? Depression for both of us, postpartum anxiety now has been something that we're dealing with having a baby. Like when you're focused on all, either focused on who the man is or focused on the image of the relationship, right? You've yes. heard me say that all the time, the image maker, right? Like who we could be together online or show the world you're missing your soul. You're missing what the day-to-day -day is like and what we care about, what conscious relationship actually is. The truth of it is two people who can be present, two people who can be caring about the experience the other partner is having. Oh, hi, empathy. Last time I checked, that was really important in a relationship, right? Two people who are not asking the other person to be their parent, right? Yeah. Two people who are not looking for un insane amounts of validation and problem solving, of our childhood wounds, right? But two people who can say, we're on this ride together. I care about you and I care about me too. And I'm committed to being who I am with you and not hiding and not pretending and not people pleasing. And it's safe for me to be who all I, all that I am. And it's safe for me to share what I feel without criticism, contempt, defensiveness, stonewalling, you know, or shutdown. And my God, I mean, half the time listening to you now, everything, emotional intimacy is just the safety to share what I'm feeling. And I'm, I don't know if you, I'm going to out you. I don't know if you'll share the story about um, after the immersion, but 
you know, also having a partner who doesn't like respond to childishness, right? Like a partner who can still be loving, but you don't get to just behave however you want in a relationship and expect unconditional love. Like you have to be committed to taking care of yourself. So, um, yeah, that the emotional intelligence and emotional maturity and emotional presence, that's, I mean, that's why we have relationships actually like that. That's why we have friendships. That's why we choose people. (laughs) Exactly. This, and this is like the point when you are quote unquote conscious, when you're on a path of self-discovery and self-awareness, real, real, like coming from getting to know your core self, who you really are, what your truth actually is, not what the idea of what you're supposed to have or your life is supposed to look like. That's what we're talking about. It's like, now the world is painting this new story of the perfect life. My man leads these things and he's a coach and I'm a coach and he's this and I'm that. And you know, I think of a friend of mine who is in an incredibly toxic relationship with a spiritual teacher, leader guy. Right. And that happens right. all the time. There's a right. narcissism is rampant in those people who are leading in any industry. The people at yes. the top is very common that there's a lot of narcissism. That's how they got to the top. And like she yes. was, you know, it's so vulnerable to it because she was a participant, a student, and then ended up in this incredibly toxic crazy relational dynamic. And like you said, the emotional abuse and, and the manipulation and just it's it. So again, it's if that is your focus is the idea of the thing that is the wrong focus. It's always the wrong focus. How do you feel? How are you cared for? And I'm so happy that you shared all of those things about what you and Andrew have been through. Cause it's like what a conscious relationship is the new paradigm versus the old paradigm is a relationship where we get to grow together and we get to heal together. There's hurting relationships. And that's where you're inner child and, and your saboteurs are, are in relationship rather than your souls. And you're like, obviously those parts are still going to be there, but either you're able to heal through these monumental things that you and Andrew have been through. You guys have just deepened and it doesn't mean it's easy. Life is hard. Life is hard by yourself. So obviously with somebody else and with all of their life challenges they go through and all of all of the trauma that they've had and all the patterns that they have, like it's it's being willing to t- turn towards each other when you're in the thick of the pain and you're in the thick of the contraction and whatever is happening in your relationship and in your lives. Life is challenging and relationships are such a beautiful opportunity to grow and to heal and to experience more of ourselves. But I think like too, with this topic, how often we lie to ourselves and we try and change other people. Like when I was with Charlie, I tried so hard to get him on the path. I was, I was in the beginning when I met him, I actually was just finishing up my uh, last year at my coach's training program. It was full-time self-help school. And so I was like full on muffin shoving with everyone, like wanting everyone around me as, which is also a very normal phase. Uh, when you start this journey of wanting everyone around you to be on board, uh, never works to muffin shove. That basically means taking everything you're learning and shoving it down people's throats without them asking or them being curious. So I did that with him. And finally, like year four, I got him to come to a personal development workshop with me. This is actually a funny story. So we went to Seattle and we went to a a workshop called, did you, did you ever hear of the workshop sex, passion, and enlightenment with Satyan Raja? There's, Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's women listening who remember that workshop. It was phenomenal. It was a weekend workshop and 
the men went with Satyan and the women went with Satyan's wife, Suzanne. And you did all these practices to women to cultivate their feminine energy. And this is like way back in the day. I mean, I'm talking like 12, 13 years ago. So now that seems like very mainstream, but it was very leading edge back then. And Satyan would take the men and help them connect with their masculine energy. And then we do all these practices as a group, um, cultivating polarity, not just with your own partner, but with everyone in the room and experiencing what that feels like. And Charlie, he actually really liked the workshop, but we drove home from Seattle and the whole way home, I was like, well, you're not being very in your masculine right now. And we just used it against each other. And then that, I mean, that was it for the attempt. And then with Jeff, I remember trying to get him to hire a coach. And it's funny, now he works with a coach. Now he, like, he's doing all the things now, but it wasn't going to come from me being like, hey, I need you to be different. So you're the right partner for me. That's what I was trying to do. And, you know, it was subtle, but I was still doing it versus, you know, spending the last year in Athens, living in Greece, following my dreams, living a life that feels good, not needing a relationship, not being attached to having one, but still dating, right? Still practicing, still keeping my heart open. And now I have this extraordinary relationship with this man that just keeps getting deeper and deeper and deeper and have so much emotional intimacy. And that was the thing that I was always craving. It wasn't the perfect on paper, um, conscious relationship with a man that does ayahuasca and goes to workshops. That's what I thought I wanted. Well, not the ayahuasca part. I don't even do that. But but, the, but it's like the, the on paper idea of what a conscious relationship is or a conscious man, quote unquote, is. That's what I thought I wanted. But what my soul actually wanted was a man who's in his heart, a man who's able to communicate emotionally and express himself and and communicate love Mm -hmm. freely. And I have this beautiful experience that I'm getting to experience now of exactly that. That's what I wanted not fucking some ridiculous relationship on paper. So your, your mind is going to come up with all of these fancy, you know, ideas of what you're supposed to have, and then you're going to matter. And then you're going to have the life and then you're going to, you know, fit the mold or everybody else is going to be impressed by your love, or you're going to, that's going to be the thing to grow, but like shift your attention to devote your attention to you, to your pleasure, to your joy, date for practice, have relationships to grow and to practice being more intimate, more vulnerable and facing, you know, sharing yourself and, and being willing to face each other when stuff comes up. That is what consciousness is. And it's not someone who's exactly like you. No, like, like I, I've made several, um, comments about this and done tons of teaching reels on this. Like everyone's looking for w- m- most women actually, cause men, men don't do this. <laughs> Healthy men are not doing this, but most women look for someone exactly like them, mm. right. Especially if they're on a personal development path. Yes. Right. And you know, that take people off the pedestal. The moment someone else is on the pedestal, they're below. And you know what? Get yourself off the pedestal, babe. If you think you're some kind of holier than thou because of how many years of personal development you've done, right? And then you're, I've never heard that muffin shoving. That's perfect. Like, and then you're muffin shoving down people, people's face. Like, you know, we just have to, like, love is actually acceptance. Like, that's what love is. Love is exactly who you are as you are is how I choose you. And 
we have to be willing and flex, like willingness and flexibility to grow with someone. You know, I always say, stay away from the people who are rigid or like stuck in their ways. Now you don't necessarily need someone who comes to workshops with you, right? That was true for me. I did not care if Andrew came to workshops with me, but I very much cared if he was supportive that, that it was my thing. Yes. Right. Like that. I cared that someone would say, Oh, you love going on retreats go in two weeks. I'm taking my baby with me to a retreat for 10 days, you know, like the support. That's amazing. Of, That's I amazing. mean, I, it, I do deserve an award for what I'm about to do to get this baby and, and, to Arizona. And, but, and that Andrew's supportive of that, of you leaving the, the family and you have a, yeah. your baby's not even one yet. That's amazing. But, but that love is the supporting yes. of who the expression of your soul is, yes. because when women are so focused on the list or what they think should be happening, it's an easy way to self-abandon yes. paying attention was really true for them. And it is a lie that a oh, conscious relationship can only occur if you're both on a personal development path. Now, there's some caveats here, though. <laughs> Someone who is totally on, like there is a difference between going to lots of personal development workshops and someone who's actually self-aware. And when I met Andrew, he actually had been working um, with a therapist at the time and self-awareness is something you can feel right away. Yes. And a lot of people can mask. And this is why you have to watch it for, as someone who's on a personal development path yourself. Like if you're just talking about the work, that's not self-awareness. Yeah. Self-awareness is talking about yourself. So there's two questions I want you to be able to ask in your, when you're dating or um, ask your partner and, and know for yourself to know what actual self-awareness is. And one of them is what are you like when you don't get what you want? because that's a sign of emotional maturity. That's a sign of what's actually happening for you, right? And what do I have to watch out for about you when I'm dating you, right? What are, knowing your patterns, wait, how many times do you say this? Every, every episode, right? Self-awareness is knowing, ooh, you know, like for, I would say for me, if I don't get what I want, like I definitely have a reaction first, like a not so great reaction, right. Where I throw a little mini tantrum, right. And then I can open right. And surrender. And the things that you have to watch out for me for with me is if I haven't taken care of myself, I easily give to other people. I easily give to my baby. I easily will give output. And then when I'm on empty, I can be a bitch. <laughs> right. And so my commitment, then self-awareness is my commitment is to take care of myself. And that's kind of the full circle. I want to come back to on truth about conscious relationship is two people who are committed to caring for themselves yes. Two people who, cause codependency is my well being is dependent on what you're doing. So if you want an aware and healthy relationship, you can only have a healthy relationship with someone who's healthy themselves. Yeah. Right. You can only have a healthy relationship if you're healthy, which means I take responsibility for myself and I take responsibility for my well-being. I admit when I'm wrong. Right. I have compassion and I don't muff and shove. Right. Like nothing, nothing hurts. I mean, just like it's like flip it on its head. Right. Like, how would you feel if every day your partner was like, you really need therapy? You know, I think you really need a workshop. It would feel awful for you. You know that when you sit with that, though, why would I want to hang around that person? Because it feels like there's something always wrong, right? Teaching your partner, you're, you're not your partner's coach. You're not your partner's therapist. You're not your partner's personal development facilitator. And I think people would have a lot more fun and relationships would be a lot gentler and relaxed and 
easy if we could do personal development from a place of curiosity and growth rather than look at me and how great I am for doing it. And when I don't shove it down Andrew's throat, he asks me about things, right? Andrew actually comes to me now and and always has actually for nine years, you know, what do you think about this? Or I'm really struggling with this and I definitely want your help. Or when he's not looking for my help, he'll just share, he'll just vent and he gets to vent, right? Because we're human beings first. And I, and again, for the 10th time today in this episode, like if your humanity isn't part of your conscious relationship, your relationship is not fucking conscious. Yes, totally. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's got their patterns. Everyone's got their shit. And I'm, I love that you just shared that you're sharing so much this episode. I fucking love it. I'm sure everyone else loves it too. I love that you shared that because relationships are just mirrors of all our shit and all our, all our pain and all our beauty. That's it. Like, it's just a mirror. We're looking in the mirror with the person in front of you and you get to see where you're out of alignment, where you're not. And without radical responsibility for what is yours, like everything's yours. Everything you're feeling is yours, even your pleasure, right? So that's even not having radical responsibility in the beginning when you're feeling good and thinking, oh my gosh, it's John. Mm -hmm. It's because I'm, I saw John again and he made me feel blah, 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 blah. Like if it's constantly outsourced and you think that they're the keeper or the key to your pleasure, to your joy, to your excitement, to your freedom, whatever you're feeling in the beginning, you're going to outsource your pain too. And all of it is you. So if you don't have radical responsibility in your relationship, like in your life, like this is the hands down most important skill and thing you need to know and learn in your relationship with yourself is how to take responsibility for everything that's happening inside of you. And then your relationships are a mirror. So here's the mirror. If you're on dates with someone who's actually a narcissist, right? Here's how narcissists show up on dates. They're great. They're really great on dates. They are charming. They are funny. They're interesting. They'll tell you so many amazing stories about how great they are and how how conscious they are, how many workshops they do. They're very convincing, right? So that's one example of if your focus is not on your own self, your own body, noticing like, wait, something feels off because your gut will know if something feels off. And- Again, plugging, you know, trauma work, somatic experiencing. If you can't touch your, if you don't have that clarity on what is when something feels off or not, do some deeper healing on your body and your nervous system. But when you go on dates, you know, your body will tell you, right? And you'll either feel really calm and relaxed and open, or you'll feel like something's off, but your mind will be running a story like, wow, this guy's so amazing. He does all these workshops. He, you know, he's so self aware. He's telling me all these things. Don't believe who someone tells you they are. Believe who they show Show, you they are. So good. And so, but it all comes down to yourself. So when you actually get into a relationship, when you're dating, notice what part of me is leading. Am I trying to control? Mm -hmm. Am I people pleasing? Am I self-sacrificing? Am I in fantasy? Am I shape-shifting? Am I pretending to be someone I'm not? Am I hiding parts of myself? Like what part of you is leading? That's the part that you want to get to know and not let that part lead so that you can actually show up honestly and authentically as you then you'll be able to detect when someone else is too. And then when your shit comes up in the relationship, now you use the relationship as your curriculum to grow and deepen and to learn how to have vulnerable conversations and how to say, Hey, you know, I, uh, 
I just want to get a redo from that thing I just said back there. That was my saboteur. or That was, you know, a part of me that was trying to protect me. I noticed I closed my heart. Patricia and I have these conversations all the time. I was going to say, it sounds like my day yesterday. (laughs) Yes. It's like, we have these conversations all the time. It's like, oh, interesting. When you said that thing, I noticed like my heart totally closed and I wanted to like withhold love from you. And we just talk about that. And we, and so instead, that's it. Like being willing to be like, oh shit, like right now I want to get mad at you or I want to like fight you or I want to make you wrong or I want to change you like we just talk about that and talk rather than let that part lead and do the thing which we actually did the first time we dated but then we took a break for a couple months and then the second time we dated it's like now it's so beautiful because we're both just bringing so much awareness into it but self-awareness the first time I tried to be his teacher and crack crack his heart open I tried to pry him open and that didn't work um and life led us to have time apart. And now we're just deepening together because we're both just moment to moment showing up authentically and being honest and open about what's there. And when we feel like shutting down, we talk about it. That's it. And you can do this in your friendships. You can do this with your mom. Yes. Even if other people don't know how, you can still do this. You can still learn how to communicate what's going coming up for you, where you're feeling shut down, what's going, like you can still have vulnerable, deep, relate, meaningful relationships with people, even when they're not there yet. Yes. That is, that's the number one thing actually. Right. Like it doesn't mean yeah. someone doesn't have to be on a path for you to love them. No. Right. And oh. when you, and when you have the idea of who other people are supposed to be, or the idea, the image of the Controller. conscious person or the yes. conscious goddess or the priestess or whatever the fuck like if, if the moment there's an image of that that is covering your soul but like then then there's no exactly. reality and i've i've said it a hundred times but vulnerability is power right on our yes. first date andrew said that he had called off a wedding and instead of thinking oh what's he, is he gonna do that to me or oh my god what an asshole it was wow that must have been really hard oh. right empathy And so all the, all the things that you just said, that last anchor is when you are connected to yourself, you know, when someone's actually reaching for you, right? Your narcissist is charming because it's a big, it's, oh my God. And this is actually, this is the bad news. This is what got me going with Jamie. This is what sent me in the path of even being attracted to him. My mindset was, I would be so lucky to be with someone like that. Right. Like I made him the image of a man who ooh, I'd be so lucky if he was interested in someone like me. That's the power dynamic, right? And that's how someone gets caught in the narcissist, right? Oh, he's got a lot of money. Ooh, he'll take care of me. Oh, he's into personal development. Oh, I'll be so cool standing next to someone who's so popular. Guess what? None of that shit matters. What matters is how you feel when you're in the presence of that person and whether or not they give a shit about your heart, whether or not they actually reach for you. And that is the thing that no matter how bad things have gotten, no matter how disconnected Andrew and I have been sometimes, sometimes for days, we come back to each other because he care. He is the one who apologizes first, by the way. Like he's the one who actually repairs much faster than me um, where he just will, will pause long enough and, and drop into the vulnerability of, wow, we're struggling because we just actually haven't had sex for a while or we're, you know, bickering right now because I miss you. Right. Or bickering right now because we're tired or, Oh, I said that because mother's day is triggering and I really miss my mom. You know, like that self-awareness, I can tell what's happening for me and I can zoom out rather than if I can get you to be different or get you to, you know, um, 
be the image of the man that I have in my head, yes. right? That so many people do. Yes. They miss. And the reason you come home to yourself as a woman is so that you know when someone's reaching for you. And yes. if you have childhood trauma, if you have never had a healthy relationship, you don't know what that feels like actually. Yes. Yes. And so when you do it for yourself though, that becomes the new standard where you can't even imagine ever being in relationship with someone where that's not happening for you. And so it's not that we don't want you to have a conscious relationship. It's just watch the stories you're telling yourself about it and recognize that that happens as a result of two individuals actually being aware and present and intentional and connected. It's not the image of whatever you think it is. I I just love everything. This is a really good episode. A really good. I episode. love everything you just shared, and and I th- I just have this vision of two people like really, really caring for each other's hearts, and that's that's, it. that's how I feel in my relationship now more than I've ever that's felt it. before. Where it's just like we deeply care about each other's hearts. Whereas before, and this is met you and I have been on this path a long time. So y'all listening, like you're hearing many, many, many years of our learn deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper understanding of our own self and our own patterns. Because you know, I wasn't with Jeff that long ago, and I think of how much I just wanted him to be different so that I could feel met in all these ways. And how horrible is that? that you know and now I just love him we have a beautiful relationship now and he's like family to me but it's like I get to just fully love him for who he is now and like how tragic in most relationships people are 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 miserable or unhappy or demanding because they're they're wanting the other person to be different than actually being so happy with who the person is that's in front of them and and growing together and caring for each other's hearts and and if you are in your head if you're in the fantasy of what it's supposed to look like you will not know you will not know it's not about it doesn't fucking matter your life is not a performance it's not for anyone else you are not here to do life perfectly for instagram or for your family or for the people in your social circle your life is your own your life is yours and nobody else can live it for you nobody else can make choices for you you get to feel good in all aspects of your life and not just your romantic relationship you get to have healthy relationships with everyone in your life and it starts with knowing with you. you and knowing all these parts of you and your relationship with yourself so that's all for me this was that's a great episode so good awesome. um so if you know a woman who needs to hear this message please share it as always and we love to hear from you on the facebook group and ideas of episodes anything you want to hear um you can send- reach out to us privately too if yeah. you don't feel like writing in the group right send us a message on instagram yes say, talk totally. about x we love that <laughs> yes yeah 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 and uh we love you and we'll see you next week next time hi it's kate thanks so much for listening to the new truth podcast For more of Catherine and I, come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. We are in there. That's where we're sharing all about our programs and our free workshops that we do. Um, You can come join us there and ask as many questions as you want about the podcast episodes, about dating, relationships, any struggles you're having out there. We would love to support you. So come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group, and we will see you soon.